relationship about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with none other than Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Uh, hey, you got to say that again. None other than? The one, the only. Oh, there you go. Hey, it's so good to see you. It's great to see you as well, and it's great to have everybody here today. Uh, thank you for joining us. And if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, oh, you're going to love this. <laughs> you joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We like to call that selling from the heart. And Larry, it's exciting. We're seeing selling from the heart uh, move, not just in the sales professional community, but we're also seeing sales leaders, even some sales leaders saying, we're a selling from the heart company. Like this is what we do. And it's so cool seeing heart-centered leadership out there right now. No, it absolutely is. It brings a smile to my face. And, and it's so great to hear stories like, hey, Larry, when we're interviewing prospective salespeople, they have to read Selling from the Heart as part of the interview process. That is so cool. Never would have thought that in a million years. Super honored. Well, hey, if that, you know, <laughs> if, if, a, if a candidate resonates with Selling from the Heart, uh, you know they're going to be a great fit for your team. So I think that's a good filter. But you know what? There are actually sales professionals that are gathering now on a monthly basis. Uh, we, we kicked this off just a few months ago, and this is a sales leader's mastermind. And the show today is brought to you by the Selling from the Heart Sales Leaders Mastermind Group, because here's the deal. We, as sales leaders, face unprecedented challenges right now in their roles in recruiting and developing and coaching teams. And so we thought it'd be great to get together a group of like-hearted sales leaders to mastermind solutions to problems and encourage each other. Yeah, what, what I really love is just the open format the conversations, the dialogue, and then what happens afterwards is everyone's just building connection and community around this. So good. Yeah. So if you want to join us for a future Selling from the Heart Sales Leaders Mastermind, and you're a sales leader or you know one, go to <laughs> sellingfromtheheart.net slash mastermind, and you can learn more to how to get engaged in this. I think it's going to be a huge uh, part of making sure that uh, that sales leaders are equipped with what they need to build a heart-centered sales culture. And, you know, all of this um, is is when we talk about things like culture and we talk about um, the, 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 the overall spirit of the team, we think about that on an individual level. We think about how healthy we're doing inside with mental health. And today we've got a great guest on the show. Larry, why don't you introduce our friend Jeff Johnson and let's dive in. Oh, wow. Um, hey, Jeff Johnson, welcome. But really, really quick, I want to give a special shout out to somebody who's I know who's near and dear to Jeff, and that's Antarctic Mike Pierce. Mike Pierce, we love you because Mike's a past guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast, and it was shortly thereafter. I get a call from Mike, and he goes, there's somebody I'd like for you to meet. And that person happened to be Jeff Johnston. We've had a deep, deep, deep conversations. He's the author of a fantastic book called 
this one's for you. We'll be peeling some of this back. But Jeff Johnson, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Hey, thanks, Larry. Thanks, Daryl. It's an honor, and I'm humbled to be here today to talk about a lot of a lot of stuff, important stuff today. Absolutely. It's an honor to have you here. And and Jeff, you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers. And I'm really curious what your take is on what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? I, I think that's an easy question for me. It's connectivity. It's connection. It's the human connection that we have, the intimate relationship we have with the people that we're, we're presenting an idea to. Or, mm-hmm. you know, coming into the investment business, you're selling an intangible dream. You know, it's not a car. It's not a house. It's not a boat. You have to plant something in their head that they can see 30 years down the road. And so you learn very early in sales, the value of connectivity. And that has morphed into my ability to advise and counsel people on trauma and grief through what Johan Harry says, and he's a TED Talk speaker about addiction. The opposite of addiction is connectivity. And I got to thinking Mm -hmm. about connectivity and vulnerability are such um, important aspects of relationship building. You know, the more that you can connect with somebody on an intimate level um, and then be vulnerable, you know, share your experiences, share your pitfalls, share your, your, your wins. And I think people really quickly put their guard down and, you know, you can ultimately sell whatever you're trying to sell. But the reality is you, you create another human in your circle of acquaintances that can get you through those tough times and you need to tap that well. Oh, the, hey, by the way, Jeff, this was this was so good. And I'm glad you brought up the word connection because that let's just peel this back just even more if we can before we really dive into, you know, the podcast is this is we live in a world today where it's so easy to connect to people. Mm-hmm. A couple little clicks here and there, and I could easily connect to just about anybody if they'll accept it, depending on the platform. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to truly connect with somebody. I mean, truly connect. And as human beings, we crave connection and we crave that sense of belonging. But somewhere we've just missed the boat on this, Jeff. Well, let me take what you just said and I'll add a little bit to it because you're exactly right. Is we are by far the most connected we've ever been, but we're the most disconnected internally than we've ever been as humans. And Mm. I go back to when I used to do my investment seminars, I used to talk about everyone wanted more information. They wanted more knowledge. It's like, you know, we need, we need more charts. We need more data. We need more, you know, and I kept saying, you know, is, is another label on your Snickers bar going to get you to stop eating it? (laughs) You know, I mean, we have more information we've ever had in the history of society about how to lose weight and manage our weight. Yet we're the heaviest industrial country in the world and we're getting bigger. So information isn't the answer. It's what we're doing with the information. So we talk about connectivity and we talk about value add as a salesperson. We need to go past the charts and the numbers and the graphs and the fees and the expenses and the, you know, all the, 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 um, all the, the things that we do, we think we have to hide behind, you know, and just get a yellow pad of paper out, roll up your sleeves and ask that person sitting across the table from you, how can I help you? You know, mm-hmm. what's your rock in your shoe? Mm-hmm. You know, like we used to say when we had investment clients come in the office, you know, you know, if you look back on yourself in five years, what has to change to make yourself happy? Oh, that's a great question. It's a question no, it that is. we learned. Yeah. If you look back on your life, you know, if you could go five years down the road and look back on your life to today, what would have to change in your life to make yourself happy? And you notice that's not a financial question, right? You know, because I think far too often in, in the investment business, as I was for until the last five years, and we can talk about what I'm doing now is we focused on the, the quantity of, of our lives, what we had, 
in front of us, our 401k statements, our, our chips on the table, but we lost focus of the quality of our lives. And what's happened is we have this deterioration of our mental health. And so we have this mm -hmm. smart, informed society of unhappy people, unfulfilled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the financial services industry is just, you know, we're not immune to that at all. Um, there are more, I'd have to say, unhappy financial advisors. And there's probably have, have been in my whole 32 career, 32 year career, just by me conversing with them, you know, the, the fee compression, you know, you have to sell more to make more because fees have been just cut down because now there's, you know, no load, everything. There's no, no fee stock trade. So you, what are you going to do to create that, that value that the client's going to pay for? You know, there's always going to be someone cheaper always, you know, this is such a great, uh, great topic and thread of conversation. When you think about the sales profession in general, you think about a profession that is driven on quantity. What mm -hmm. you, you know, what you sell, what what what's on the board, <laughs> what you know, what's the what's the quantity. But very rarely do we think about the quality of life um, that we're creating. And in the process, you know, I I read the mental health statistics on where mm -hmm. we are uh, as a culture right now. But when you drill down to sales professionals. The mental health statistics are for salespeople are horrible. Like right. we're, you know, we're really in a bad place. Um, talk to us more about this whole quantity quality thing and, and what you think is driving um, some of the bad place we're in. Well, somewhere along the way, we lost focus as, as a society um, into what, what really should be important for us. And we thought we had it figured out when you wanted the bigger house and the faster car and the bigger boat. And then when you kind of get that, then you're never satisfied. It almost becomes an addiction or a drug. And so you have to get something bigger and something better. And you're, you're never, ever, even when you think you reach the plateau, you're never there. And, or in my situation, you get there and then you get knocked down. So, you know, in my case, it wasn't that my goalposts kept shifting and I kept raising my addiction. Um, I had a fairly good life up until age 50. Um, you know, I told Larry this when he was on, on my show, uh, the living undeterred podcast, you know, age 50 married, beautiful wife, uh, three kids, you know, running an investment firm, a little over 700 million of AUM. I'm the OSJ. I'm the branch manager. got nine advisors and seven full-time staffs sitting pretty good guys sitting pretty good, you know? And then I get that phone call October 4th, 2016, 630 in the morning, just like it was yesterday. And it's the call that every parent dreads. And it's the call that you find out that your child is dead. And Seth, our oldest son, was dead from a heroin poisoning with fentanyl at the age of 23 mm. in a seedy hotel room in Waterloo, Iowa. And that wasn't who he was, but that's how his life ended. And so thus really catapulted me into this whole realm of, of many things, you know, emotional, um, physical, mental, you know, everything at once. And, you know, that day that happened, I knew my life would never be the same. I knew it was never gonna be the same. And I told my boys when they got home, cause they were 13 and 15 and they didn't know their brother was dead. And I sat them down on the couch. I said, boys, I got some really bad news for you. Your older brother's dead. And it was really quiet. And my middle son goes, how'd he die? Dad drugs. I said, yeah, drugs. And then something Daryl and Larry happened inside of me that I write about in my book. It's a chapter and it's come kind of the backbone of my living undeterred uh, pillars that I've developed. And, and that's called the two roads. And what I did is, and I don't really remember how this popped into my head, but it just did. It's one of those moments that you just, 
you say something, you look back, go, wow, that, that was pretty good. It's almost like I rehearsed it. But I knew, I knew what I was going to say to my two boys was going to set the tone for the rest of their lives. And I had one chance to mess this up. You know, I mean, as a dad, you, you prepare for this. You know, these days are coming. You're going to have the big talk. Whatever I said next was going to change the futures of my boys, 13 and 15. So this is what I told him, guys. And this, this is great for sales because we deal with adversity all the time. And I said to boys, I stood up and I said, you know, boys, we have one of two roads to go down. We have one road of anger, despair, and hatred, and we'll become an alcoholic or an addict ourselves. Or we have a road of inspiration and motivation. And this can be the single greatest day in our lives and those around us to make a difference. I'm on the second road. I ask you to join me. Hmm. And the key part of that, guys, is I didn't tell them. I said, I ask you to join me because they have to grieve on their own. And they did. And now my whole context, my whole talk and the presentations I do all over the country, it's living undeterred, better, not bitter. And I talk about the difference between the better road and the bitter road. And now people have been saying that to me, Jeff, I love that better, not bitter, but put it in a sales context. Mm -hmm. Been working on this doctor for a long time. And as you've got this big 401k and you, the guy golfs with you and he's a great friend. And then you get that text at, you know, 11 o'clock at night, you know, Hey, Daryl, my brother-in-law just came in the business. I really like you. I'll refer you to some people, but I'm going to work on my brother-in-law. Well, you immediately have a choice to go down the better road or the bitter road. Send the guy a thank you card. Hey, I appreciate your, I appreciate the chance you gave me to at least go this far with you. Yeah. You know, I, I know you're going to do great with your new guy. Uh, I hope everything goes well. That's the better road. The bitter road is why are you doing this? I can't believe you wasted my time. Blah, 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 blah. And then you go home and drink a fifth of vodka and, and mm -hmm. you get drunk. That's the bitter road. And we, we, as in humans, have no time for the bitter road. And that's the story I'm trying to teach people as I go around the country on our tour. No, Jeff, thank you for sharing. And um, we've been in some deep conversations about this. Yeah. And uh, A, I applaud you for sharing your story. And, and I know there's more to the story as, mm -hmm. as we continue our conversation. But it's just you bring up two great things because I look I look back in, you know, my whole entire career in sales and I've had those bitter and better moments mm -hmm. and we all have those choices. And believe me, we've all been there. We hit both of them. Mm -hmm. It's knowing when to snap out of the bitter and get to the better. Mm -hmm. You can go on the bitter road for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that idea of the illusion of permanence mm -hmm. is, is, is you have to think about, how long you're going to be doing this because nothing lasts forever. You can't be bitter forever, you know, and, and you, you certainly um, in regards to your negativity, you're it's okay to have some negative emotions. Those actually can be good inspiration. I mean, some of my best ideas I ever had were out of jealousy, anger, despair, and then all of a sudden, boom, something happens. So it's you just don't want to hang on to them real long, you know, so coach us on this, uh, and I, I'm listening in, I'm realizing that um, life throws major curveballs, mm -hmm. and, and your story is, I mean, we, I feel it, um, wow, and, and but if you go down to the micro level on, on sales, and you think about a sales professional's career, and you think about that daily grind of rejection and you know, canceled appointments, like stuff mm -hmm. just we deal with on a daily basis. A lot of it, you know, in it by itself seems really small. 
But I think the reality for a lot of sales professionals is those frustrating moments, um, they stack up. And if you choose mm -hmm. bitterness, you know, just small doses of bitterness throughout a day, a week, a month, a quarter, uh, a decade, <laughs> right? Then all of a sudden, there's not like one necessarily in sales, one major thing, uh, compelling life event that puts you in that, that really dark place. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's more just the, the it, some total of all these micro events where we have that that moment throughout the day. Like coaches, when we see this bitterness coming on us, what do you what do you do with that? Well, I'm happy to ask that because I I do have what I've developed called the living undeterred mindset, the three pillars, and I think these three pillars would be great for anybody that you know, hasn't even been remotely through what I've been through. Um, but maybe they're a new salesperson, um, mm -hmm. or, or something they're trying to work their way th through. So these are my three pillars. And, and, and Larry, I know you and I talked about this mm -hmm. on my show, and I think you can relate to these, but the first one is expectations. Um, and I mean, expectations is, is have realistic expectations. In my talks, I talk a lot about death, about the concept of death and how we know it's coming, but we're so ill-prepared to handle. Our relationship with death is worse than our relationship with money. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem is, is that we, our expectations are out of whack. And that could be, we live in a, you know, a, a video game world where you can just buy another life or you can just you know, keep shuffling through tweets till you find something you like. There's just, it seems like there's expectations are out of whack. So as a salesperson, that's the first thing I would say. You know, if you're putting in two hours a day, and you expect to be, you know, sales leader of the month, there's a problem with that. Your expectations are out of whack. What you're putting in and what you're getting out don't mesh. So I think having a realistic set of expectations, what have you invested into your book, Larry, for you to have your book be successful? I'm guessing you put a lot into it. And more, more, just, than, more than anyone knows. Yeah, right, right. And, and no different than a podcast or anything. It's like people see this and they don't see what goes behind it. So have realistic expectations of what you what you expect to get versus what you are putting into that effort. Mm -hmm. Okay. And don't don't be, you know, out of whack on that. The second is preparation. Preparation is absolutely key to this. And the Cub Scouts talked about expect the best, prepare for the worst. But not to sound rhetorical, but what is preparation? Well, for me, it's mindfulness, it's meditation, it's exercise. An hour. If I don't run an hour every day, I'm elliptical, I'm going to die. I tell my kids that I'm going to die. If I don't meditate 20 minutes every day, I'm going to die. And that's how my brain is wired. And I run every freaking day. And the seven days I took time off over Christmas, I had my first brush with suicidal ideation. Whoa. Yeah. My first brush. Whoa. Uh, and I won't get into that because it's a, it's an hour long story, but I, I mm -hmm. considered taking my life over Christmas. Now, now I've been doing living undeterred for almost two years. My book's been out almost three, two and a half. Um, you know, I started my nonprofit three years ago. So this is all after all this, mm -hmm. but I took shortcuts in what I was doing. So if I don't work out every day and I don't meditate every day, I'm going to die. That, that's my mindset. Okay. And so preparation also is avoiding toxicity. You know, how many times, uh, Larry, in sales, do you, do you, oh, let's go meet at the bar and have some beers and who all shows up? Well, it's the negative people. Yep. Mm -hmm. it's yep. People mad, the people angry. You know, or let's, let's go, uh, let's go golfing. So you go golfing and you, all your, all your buddies do is sit there and bitch about the, the, I'm sorry, I just said that word, but they complain about their sales boss. or they complain about mm -hmm. a client It's just complain, complain, complain. Avoiding toxicity is part of preparation, mm -hmm. avoiding toxicity. And the third one is evolution. And I mean, evolution of self, 
Mm. Every traumatic, chaotic event in your life, you don't want to repress it. You don't want to regress. You don't want to push it back. You want to lean into it and absorb it into your story. Make light of it. You know, tell about the time you pulled in someone's driveway and you can see, you could see them shut their lights off and hide behind the dining room table because I was selling insurance and I was walking up to their front porch and I could see the freaking family hiding behind their table. They were terrified of me. That's a funny story that I, I share 30 years later. I, right. I left, the, I left my insurance proposal on their front door and left and wrote a note, you know, call me if you're interested. It's like those stories would drive some people out of the business. For me, they became stories of humor. And mm -hmm. so evolution is important. So you got your expectations, your preparation, your evolution. And that would be what I would say to answer your question, Daryl. That's the mindset that we want to have to live undeterred, i.e. selling from the heart. Living undeterred and selling from the heart could, could be the same thing. Um, That's good. And again, if, if you get up every single day and ask yourself this question when your feet hit the ground, what am I doing each day to prepare myself for the marathon of life. What am I doing? Sleeping in, eating pizza, watching Netflix for three hours, smoking a cigarette, having five drinks. That's not how you prepare for a marathon. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm 56. I want to, I, I want to live to be 156 and I'm not going to do it unless I change my mindset. That's the only way I can get to where I want to go is to change my mindset. That's it. Because talk about mental health. What good is all the money in the world? If you're miserable, right? Everything starts at mental health. Everything starts. And then from there, you can start building all the other things. But if you're depressed and you're, you know, uh, drunk or you're suicidal ideation or whatever you are, you're not happy in your life, then everything else just becomes unimportant. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, yeah. It this is so good, Daryl. And, you know, Jeff, Daryl and I get into these conversations you know, a few times a week when we start taking a look at the state of sales. And by the way, we love everything about sales, mm -hmm. but, but here, here's the thing that concerns all of us is there's so much emphasis. And I understand why around sales skills development and so forth. It's a absolute necessity in sales. There's not enough emphasis in my opinion and we get in these conversations, Daryl, around mindset mm -hmm. and preparation for all of this and how you deal with negative trauma and positivity and things like that. Because, you know, re regardless of all the pillars that you just said, and, and thank you for sharing is you're going to get you're going to get dealt another unfortunate circumstance that's going to happen somewhere down the road. And I know you've been dealt a couple of them, Jeff. Yeah, Daryl, my wife died in June of alcohol abuse. Hmm married 21 years, age 46. And it was the alcohol was got ratcheted up after our son died. So, yeah. you know, from age 50 on top of the summit of life, I lose my son, I lose my wife. And, um, my mom died in November. My dad is literally dying as we speak. He's in, he's basically in hospice care right now. So, but again, I've used all these different ways to look at my relationships with things like death and life and money and, and my human relationships and thought to myself, okay, I can't be the only person that thinks this way. There has mm -hmm. to be more people on this planet that have this mindset. And if so, let's link them together. Let's, let's connect. Going back to the original word that I gave you, let's connect and let's start to improve the lives of millions of people with their mental health. And then we'll worry about the money. We'll worry about everything else later. But if you don't get this figured out, nothing else matters. Yeah. And I think what you were talking about at the very beginning uh, about connection and vulnerability being the two key, um, key things for, with addiction. And by the way, you know, 
that realization that we're addicted to more is um, really an important thing for, I think, all of us to realize in sales. You may not be addicted to alcohol, drugs, or cupcakes. You might mm -hmm. just be addicted to always have to have more, right. always have to have more, never enough. And, um, you know, so when you think about the cure for addiction being connection mm -hmm. and vulnerability, um, I see a lot of sales professionals that are very isolated in, um, you know, their deal. They, they, you know, put their head down when they go into the office, they get berated by an angry sales manager. Mm -hmm. They get, you know, treated by customers or former customers out in the field. And then, you know, then they go home and, but all this stuff's bottled up inside. Um, you know, what would you, what would you recommend to a sales professional that is living a lifestyle like that? Well, I mean, obviously there's, there's not enough time uh, on this show to cover everything, but the reality is, you know, everything starts with yourself. I mean, you focus on the things you can control. It sounds so rhetorical, but mm -hmm. I get up in the morning, I can control whether I get on Facebook, LinkedIn, or meditate. Mm -hmm. I can control what I have for lunch. If I want to have a, last night I had a really good, um, a nice, um, a, a poke bowl, you know, tuna and, and the rice and all that. And I made it myself, you know, but I could have ordered pizza. Yeah, I didn't, you know, um, you know, the tour that we're doing, I don't, I don't have time to cover that, but I bought an RV. I'm driving around the United States and I'm going to raise a million dollars for mental health, substance abuse, and addiction with my two boys. We have a documentary crew doing the whole thing. And it's 95 days this whole summer. I'm going to dedicate to this. And you know how much money I've made? Zero. This isn't about me promoting a product or anything. This is about me changing lives. Now, if I do a good job, Mm -hmm. then I think all that stuff will follow later because I am building a for-profit arm of what I'm doing with Living Undeterred as well. Um, that I want to do all that stuff to really make a difference. But at some point, you've got you've to have sales, right? I, I, mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't fund all this myself forever. So selling from the heart really is in my heart because I am now pivoting a little bit more into that mindset as I start realizing how much I'm investing in this project. And that's where I met Larry was talking about this on my show as well. So Love it. selling from the heart, it encompasses everything. It encompasses everything. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. And I, I love this conversation and Jeff, I'm so, so glad you sh shared time with us today and our community is now part of your community. And we're going to mm -hmm. put links to all of this stuff that you're talking about here in the show notes. And I encourage all of our listeners to, to grab them. And when I think about this connection and vulnerability, um, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, as an addicted to sales professional, addicted <laughs> to success and, uh, you know, in sales, who's not, um, yeah. you know, we need connection and vulnerability. And then we also have clients and prospects that need connection and vulnerability. And we've got the opportunity as in our relational networks to be that, um, which for each other, for our clients and, um, you know, that part of it is, is what's so cool about uh, what I see going on here. Jeff, what last thing would you leave us with as a word of encouragement to all of the awesome sales professionals in this audience? I would say two. The first one is purpose becomes passion when it gets personal. And that's my, mm -hmm. that's my marching orders, that your purpose in life becomes a passion when it gets personal. And for me, it's very personal. Then the second thing I would add is uh, when you find your why, you'll find your way. And so the whole thing in life is just keep trying to find your why. We all have a why. Mm -hmm. Mine was revealed through death. 
but it doesn't have to be through death. It could be through a lot of things, but once you find that, why then you'll find your way. It's right there in front of you. Um, and, and I don't think it's any more dramatic than that. Oh, this is fantastic. Absolutely. Totally beautiful. You're speaking my language, Jeff. Totally beautiful. Jeff, That's man, why we're we all together. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, you tr uh, truly are a selling for the art champion. We wish you well on your tour this summer. Um, and in all the things you have ahead, you really are a true inspiration. And it's been an honor sharing time with you today. Thank you well, so back much. at you guys. Thanks. I enjoy the opportunity. Awesome. Oh, wow. Wow. <sighs> wow. Hey, Daryl, th th this is why And I applaud Jeff for, for sharing a piece of his heart with our mm -hmm. audience. And this is why we're a firm believer, everyone in, in the selling from the heart message. And for those of you who've been around for us with us for a long time, we talk about the inner journey to the heart is one of the mm -hmm. hardest things that you will ever do, but it's going to fuel all the success you have. And, and one, one quick thing, and I'll throw it your way, Daryl is, you know, Jeff talks about connection and vulnerability. And I want everyone in sales to really key in on this, the sales professionals and sales leaders, as we talk about how important relationships are in sales. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'd ask for us to think about. What are you doing to bridge the connection and how vulnerable are you willing to get with your clients? Because I promise you this, it will forever change the course of your relationships if you can truly connect to bring vulnerability to how you interact with your clients. Yeah. And so many light bulb moments here, just the realization that, you know, how, how many of us, if we're honest, are addicted to success in, in. I will, I will throw, I throw my hands up, dude. Sometimes yeah, it's when, just, you know, how much quantity do we need to be happy? And, um, you know, where's, where's the quality side of it? Um, the second thing is just the, you know, um, so whether you're addicted to success or if that the, all the addiction has led you to other dark areas, get some community, let's get vulnerable. Let's, you know, let's figure this out. Let's help each other on this journey. Let's not stay isolated in that. And the other thing is just that realization of the micro moments of rejection and disappointment and, you know, all of the things that happen in any given hour of a sales professional's life stacked up over time, you know, you can't ignore that stuff. It, it adds up. And I think this is, this is why we see the state of mental health and sales the way it is. And this is why we're passionate at selling from the heart about bringing this conversation to the surface and being a place where there can be community and vulnerability, which is a great first step towards getting help. I'm so thankful for this conversation today, Larry. I'm thankful for the selling from the heart community, which is a place where people are connecting and uh, we talked earlier about the uh, the sales leaders mastermind. Sales leaders, you're not immune from this either. It's a tough gig. Um, you need other professionals. Many of you listening into the podcast, regular listeners know about the Selling from the Heart Insiders group. Both ways to find other sales professionals that get it, that get you. And uh, we're introducing these threads of conversation into our communities. And we welcome you to join us. You can join the uh, master uh, mind group at sellingfromtheheart.net slash mastermind while you're on our website. If you want to learn about our insiders group for sales professionals um, and fans of Selling from the Heart, you can learn there. Wherever you find it, I want to encourage you to find a place, find a community where you can get vulnerable because I think uh, these issues, uh, we can have all the quantity in the world. Yep. 
but if there's no quality, what's the point? So, hey, thank you to everybody for listening in. Thank you for liking or subscribing. And as we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, if you're listening on audio, guess what? We're on video as well. If you want to see Larry's smiling face, you can go onto YouTube, look for Selling from the Heart. Do us a favor though, go to YouTube, look for Selling from the Heart and click subscribe. That's going to help us build the audience that we need to be able to continue to spread this message. Thank you to everybody who is sharing the podcast who is leaving reviews. All of it is helping fuel this movement of authenticity in the sales profession. And Larry, I'm excited about what's coming up the rest of this summer and into the fall. We got some good things going on. So you want to stay tuned. It's it's absolutely an exciting time. I appreciate everybody. This movement is growing. It's much needed in the sales profession. It's time that we all rise up and change the course of how we control what we can control in sales. Couldn't say it better. Well, until next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value. Don't choose the bitter road, choose the better road. And most of all, thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.